my gosh. I am back in the city. Got my two favorite gentlemen coming off a absolutely fantastic Christmas. Mike, tell me how we doing, big man. How was Christmas? Uh, it was pretty good, man. I'm blessed to see another year, and I'm doing pretty good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My man, Cav. Cav, tell me, how was Christmas, big bro? It was good. It was it was good seeing the family. Uh, it was good seeing uh, my grandparents and all of them. So um, it was good, man. Yes, sir. I'm glad to hear that. Both my gentlemen coming off a really good holiday. I, I spent most of my holiday on a plane, but I can't complain because it got me home, and I'm glad to be back. Glad to be back. With all that being said, let's get the cute stuff over. Let's get rolling into the action, guys. I'm going to get us started in the NFL, guys. We are going to do a holiday special today, which means we're going to give you all a little bit extra content since we have so much to talk about. feel like we can just kick back that love for missing Friday and give that, that extra time on the back end today. So with that being said, let's get rolling, gentlemen. And uh, I want to get us started on last Thursday. We had a hell of a football game between these Tennessee Titans and the 49ers. Uh, Mike, go ahead and get me started with some thoughts from this game. Tell me what we saw from Jimmy G and this uh, San Francisco 49ers team. Um, I think he showed you a glimpse of his real identity, if you ask me. Um, the, two inter- the two interceptions, like we say on this show, I- I'm not sure, but I think it's me and you, Kevin, who say Jimmy G is not the answer. I think we're pretty good uh, advocates of that. So, I mean, I think he showed a, a glimpse of his old identity, um, of his true identity, I'm going to say, excuse me. And um, the Tennessee Titans, I mean, they they did what they needed to do. Ryan Tannehill wasn't, I mean, just phenomenal. But, I mean, he was 22 for 29. He had 209 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he did what he needed to do to win. Um, the biggest question was, would Tennessee be able to compete in games without uh, Derrick Henry? And they, they came out and they did what they needed to do. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Kath, real quick, talk to me about A.J. Brown returning to action. What we see from A.J. Brown in this game, Kath? Um, I mean, 11 receptions, 11 receptions 145 yards. Right. Um. Uh, is that good? I think that's I, all right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think that's. I think that's. I think that's pretty good. Um, I mean, it, literally, Ryan Tenhill was just throwing the ball up to AJ Brown. Um, you know, the 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 one thing that I keep that I kept taking away from this Titans game was, regardless of whether San Francisco gets in the playoffs or not, they're not really. I don't look at them as a playoff team, but let's say that they are a playoff team. They're not a good playoff team, um, and this Tennessee team is going to have to figure something else out because you can't just throw the ball up to one guy. Now, granted, I know we always say you can't just hand the ball off to one guy and that's how they're winning these games. I think it's a little bit different because the run game opens at the pass game, pass game opens at the run game. And if you double AJ Brown, I don't think anybody is necessarily good enough in this league to be a double every single time. You know, they, he may get six or seven, receptions in 45 yards like we saw from Devontae last week but you know you look at this game I don't know what San Francisco was doing why don't don't, why don't you just put your entire team on Uh, AJ Brown great question I I couldn't (laughs) figure that was my biggest question from this game was the fact that they just kept letting AJ Brown beat them at some point you have to he had eight catches on third down are you kidding me? Like that, that are eight catch. You know where the ball's going. I mean, it exactly. wasn't a secret. After uh, that, like third or fourth one, you know, right? okay, they're gonna give the ball to him. Uh, I was I was sitting in the restaurant watching this game, and I'm just thinking. I said, guys, is, does does anyone else not think the ball is going to AJ Brown? And sure enough, the ball was going to AJ Brown. And I was just like, am, am I seeing something? Am I watching a different game than the San Francisco sideline? But. I mean, I think this team, when the playoff time comes, which San Fran is not a lock to get in now, they're going to make it as difficult as they can on themselves. But yeah. I think I think they're going to squeeze and fumble their way into the playoffs, and they're going to. Well, go I think they, I think play. they will because we we just lost. Yeah, I, the heartbreaker. 
roll, 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 roll to that pain a little bit deeper into the show. And, uh, <laughs> but I will say with San Fran, it's going to be as far as Jimmy G can take them. I, I like what I see from this defense. Um, Fred Warner can absolutely play football. They've got Nick Bosa, absolutely. Eric Armstead, absolutely play football. But unfortunately, Jimmy G is the quarterback. And when push comes to shove in the playoffs, especially in the NFC, there, there's no way in hell you can tell me that Jimmy G is going to outcompete any of these other quarterbacks when playoff time comes. So I am worried about Sam Fran coming into the playoffs just because y'all know how I feel about Jimmy G, guys. Rolling into my next one, Kath is going to love this one. This one, oh, man, it frustrated the hell out of me. Saturday sitting in the airport trying to enjoy my, my Christmas or whatever, and I'm watching Baker Mayfield just throw the ball time and time again to the wrong damn football team. Kath, tell me what the flying F went on with Baker Mayfield on Saturday. Yeah, he was throwing dots, uh, but but to the Packers. And here's, here's the thing, like, here's the thing that – I, that was a pass interference at the very end. That was a hundred. If if anything, it was a holding. I think it was more of a holding than a pass interference because, but I also didn't see whenever the ball got out, um, and that's that's kind of why Green Bay snuck away from this game uh, and they were able to win the game. I'm not putting a ton of faith in Baker to get down the field necessarily, but they were on the 50 yard line or whatever. Yeah. Like they were, they theoretically only had to go another 20 30 yards to make it comfortable and they had 40 something seconds left on the clock. I don't necessarily put a ton of fault into that one. His other three were terrible. Uh, his, his other three were really bad. Four interceptions on the day is not how you want to end the day, especially with only two inter- or two touchdowns. Um, but, it, but again, like t- for me, how do you lose this game? Nick, Nick Chubb rushed for 126 yards. Uh, you total, total you rushed for 219 yards. Devonte Adams, didn't kill you or I mean Devontae Adams killed you, but that was really about it in terms of Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers only threw for 202. Right. Like this was this is one of the Packers' worst games. And they played in Lambeau. Mm-hmm. And you still found a way to lose the football game. Like that's the thing with me with these Browns is that they have opportunities to win football games and they can't. And that's what separates you from good and great right there. Is figuring out how you can win games. Like that's why Aaron Rodgers is great. Because if you give him 45 seconds on the clock, he'll go down and he'll get you a field goal or he'll, or he'll get you seven. Single time. Every single time. Every single time. So that was that was my biggest takeaway from this Browns team. I mean, it's it's I don't know how you walk into the walk into the year and be consensus. You know, I, they're going to win the division. It's not you know they're going to be a, a two seed. They should have won 13 games, man. This this shit is ridiculous. It is. I, 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 and even if you, like, chalk this one up as an L on the schedule before the year starts, you know, and even especially seeing how the Packers have been playing, you were in this game. Like, it wasn't it, – it, it wasn't – you just didn't get blown out like Washington just did last night at 7 o'clock. I 110% agree. Mike, I got two questions for you, Mike. One – how the hell did Cleveland let Devontae Adams beat them? We saw the formula last week. And B, if, if you think Baker Mayfield was just a little bit less than terrible, do you think the Browns would have won this game? Um, yeah, I'm going to definitely harp on what Kat just said. I mean, it's, it's, it's disappointing. And we're in the group chat talking, and um, he started off – Baker started off really good. Um, yes, he started and, off phenomenal. Yeah, he was giving us a little bit of confidence and stuff, but as I like to call him, the Boy Scout really showed in the second half. <laughs> um, started turning the ball over. So, um, yeah, it's just 
they couldn't, their defense, their secondary couldn't stop Devontae. I mean, it's kind of like the same thing we just talked about. Y'all knew after a while, y'all know where the ball is going. Yeah, I'm telling you, bro. I just don't understand the logic. Yeah, y'all know where the ball is going, but they, I mean, they just couldn't stop it. I mean, it's really given a lot of eyebrow raises to Baker coming into this offseason. You know, that's why I say the offseason is going to be fun because mm. it's just like, man, um, this would have really been a good team winning a good conference. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's just disappointing that the game is right there, you know, to win. And uh, once again, the Cleveland Browns fall short. So um, it's it's a morality killer for this team. And I just – this was a bad loss, honestly. Mind you, I also want to point this out, too, that this is a – 10 receptions is a lot in the NFL. 10 receptions yeah. was a lot for Green Bay. That was almost half of their entire right. throws was going to one guy. And the same thing for – A.J. Brown, what did he have? He had, what was it, 11, I think. Or or 11? That's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that. that's a lot of receptions. You usually see, like, you usually maybe see 10 balls, and you probably come down with eight of them. You know, that's a lot. But, again, I just don't – as much as I hate on Baker Mayfield, I'm waiting for him to have a game where he performs well and he secures a contract for next year i don't like to see anybody fail like right? especially in it's the nfl fun. it's not fun it's not no it's it's not fun it but at this point it's kind of just like okay this is what baker's gonna do <laughs> when are we you know when are we gonna move up this kid um and try and position ourselves but the problem is and we say this all the time who are you gonna get this team is way too good to go into a rebuild Maybe. mode yeah so so I got a couple of takeaways from this game. My first takeaway from this game is they've hyped on it at both takes. Uh, if Baker Mayfield was just a little bit better than terrible, the Browns win this game. And my issue was, so we talked about how hot Baker Mayfield was. And of course I came on the show last week and I told y'all we needed a Cleveland win. My Cowboys chasing the one seed needed a Cleveland win, needed it, needed it, needed it. Beginning of this game, Baker Mayfield's hot. I hop in the group text and I text these guys. Y'all watch out. Baker Mayfield is about to play like prime Manning and win this football game. After that text, Baker Mayfield threw three interceptions in a row. I, I had never seen someone demoralize a football team so fast. And the worst part was his teammates didn't even quit. They played hard even watching yeah. their quarterback turn the ball over three times in the first half. And they stayed in the football game. Now, granted, I think they were down eight at halftime. That's in the when you turn the ball over three times in the first half. And you're only down eight points. That's a hell of a spot to be in. And they missed a PAT and they went for two or whatever. And I don't, I don't even care about all that crap. They turned the ball over three times in the first half. And this team was still willing to play. Uh, coach is not the answer. Stefanski can coach out of his freaking mind. Uh, guys, this is the ninth ranked defense in the league. Fifth against the pass, sixth or eighth against the rush. I, I, I can't blame the defense. The defense was competent enough to win the football game last night. This, this football team is complete outside of quarterback, and uh, it's the same thing as San Fran, man. It's just you you don't get that one position right. Nothing else matters, and that's, these, that's the story with these Browns, seven and eight now. The season's over. Um, it's just disappointing. It really is. Like I said, uh, both these guys. Hey, this shows it. you right here. This shows you right here that it does not matter what you have on your team. If, you're, if your quarterback situation is not good, ding, ding, not ding. competent, then you cannot win football games in the NFL. That's why That's why they get paid $40 million a year. That's why they're so coveted. That's why they go number one and two in the draft. That's why, right there. And my my the only other thing I got to say about this game was uh, on third down, I watched Devontae Adams drop the football and give Cleveland the ball back. That was absolutely insane to me. That was the first Devontae Adams drop in almost 60 targets this season. It, it just crazy, insane. And when... 
it's like I don't Baker Mayfield couldn't have got any more chances to win this football game and he couldn't do it so I mean the, the script is out on Baker uh, I think we're all agreed on it at this point I I really don't have anything else to say guys a script that we that was not out that is is time to get out I think we are gonna pull an alarm when we talk about this game Kath I'm gonna start with you tell me what the hell's going on with the Arizona Cardinals they're missing D Hop, man. Uh, yeah. they're, they're, they're missing D Hop. And that, I, I don't know how you, Carson Wentz didn't beat you necessarily, but Jonathan, I mean, Jonathan Taylor had 108 rushing yards. But that's, I, let's be honest, Jonathan Taylor's getting like 150 <laughs> a game. Yeah, right. That's right? average for him. <laughs> you know, Kyler didn't play great. Kyler didn't play bad. Um, he was right there, average. You know, they've got to find somebody else that can step up. Edmonds mm-hmm. and Zach Ertz. Uh, and then Christian Kirk, but I really wanted to see AJ Green get get involved more. And we already knew that this offensive line wasn't great, um, and Kyler Murray will just run around for his life. Um, I think that I mean they're going to make the playoffs. It's a matter of who they're going to play and what um, you know who who their opponent is to see how far they can go. I'm still not out on them yet, and I'm not ready to pull the alarm yet. Again, I also don't think that this Colts team is bad. Yeah, I think they, they were bad. They were bad four weeks ago, but they've kind of found their identity a little bit and their defense is great and they can get the ball to Pittman. And if you don't let Carson Wentz lose a football game for you, then you're fine. Yeah. Um, but he played okay. But I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I'm watching played. the game. I'm watching the game. I, I don't know what the problem is. Yeah. I tell you, Mike, tell me three and um, outs. Yeah. Like, tell me, I got a couple of questions. Tell me, A, give me a, a letter grade for Carson Wentz from what you saw, and then B, give me some thoughts on Cardinals overall. Okay. Um, first, first off, because I did I did actually catch this whole football game. Um, I, I was just sitting around with the fam watching it, and I was saying, well, I'm gonna talk about this on the show Monday. Um, Carson Wentz, <laughs> I'll give him about a a B minus, um, mm-hmm. B plus. Because yeah. if he I mean, if you watch the game, if he hits a couple of throws, man, they blow Arizona out of the water. I mean, uh, just off on a few on a few throws. And that's, you know, that's just Carson Wentz. I mean, he's not an A plus quarterback. So I'm gonna give him a B minus C plus somewhere in that area. Now, um, what Kat said was 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 great. This was like a downer, especially for me. This was a downer in the in the confidence for Arizona. I mean, um, they're that's they're definitely just missing D hop. I mean, I I guess not even if he's producing just the you know, the aspect of him being a decoy or what he can open up just being out there on the field. 100%. Yeah, just drawing a double, like 100%. something. 100%. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, they, they couldn't run the football effectively. I mean, I, I saw that um Kyler Murray, he ended up with four carries for 74 yards. But if you watch this game, that was like on scrambles and stuff. You know yep. what I'm saying? That wasn't like design runs. You know Running for his life. Exactly, exactly. So they couldn't really run the football. I mean, this Arizona offense looked very, very flat. I mean – um. Michael Irvin oh, and all the guys on the post game, on the post game coverage were saying, you know, they need D Hop out here. Without D Hop, this team doesn't even have a shot in the playoffs. And uh, that's why I'm going to come on here and pull the alarm. I, you know, it looks like hopefully they can get some of this stuff figured out. But it looks like without D Hop, this team is going to be looking at a first round exit. I 110 percent agree with him. My biggest issue in this game. All five starters from the Indianapolis offensive line, which is the best in football, were out in this game. And Darius Leonard. So they they were missing five offensive yep. line starters and Darius Leonard. 
So Lee Jefferson t- suited up. There, <laughs> that's how like low they. No, like no disrespect to him, but like he suited up. That's how many people they were missing. I'm telling you, it right. was insane. Now, granted, don't get me wrong. There are still some great guys on this defense. Quiddy Pay, DeForest Bunker, and company. But what DeForest? I mean, what Darius Leonard brings is in like it's uncomparable. He's vocal leader, tackle leader, leader, intercept. Like he brings it all to this football team. He didn't play in. Like I said, five Quint, Quint Nelson is the best offensive lineman I, I've seen of my lifetime, and I've watched Zach Martin, Jonathan Taylor, Trent Williams. Quint mm. Nelson is just absolutely think, phenomenal. Yeah. Mm. And the fact that they were missing all five offensive linemen and Arizona couldn't find a way to win this game, it really did bug me. And I agree with Mike. I'm going to pull the alarm. This offense is terrible without D-Hop. Um, this O-line is awful. Kyler Murray has to run for his life every single play, it feels like. And well, here's I, what I don't understand. If you all look at the team stats, they're comparable. Are they, like they're the same, except in total yards, Arizona's got more than them on that. Total drive is the same. Well, but here's and, the thing: is they cannot get the ball out. They cannot ding, stop the run. Ding, ding. My now, issue. granted, I I don't think that you really can stop Jonathan Taylor right now. But but at the end of the day, you can't you cannot give the ball to the Colts for 40 minutes of the game and expect to win. You can't do that. And my thing with the Cardinals was not only did everyone, because I, I, of course, sit on the plane, so I had no, no choice but to watch this game. And my issue was there, there was eight or nine guys in the box every play, and you still couldn't stop the yeah. run. Like, yeah. that is insane to me. And now, granted, they did have some really nice design packages that got them off the field. Buda Baker played phenomenal in this football yeah, game. Did. Love Buda but, Baker, man. Yeah, he, he played great, man. He was everywhere. It was just like uh, we couldn't get – like. I, I was just waiting for Arizona to take this football game over. I was just waiting and waiting and waiting. And it never happened because we couldn't stop the run. You give up 35 minutes, the other team on the ball. It's, it just makes the game incredibly difficult. And I agree with Mike. I think if uh, Carson Wentz wasn't so terrible or not terrible, if Carson Wentz wasn't so average, hits a couple of these open throws. He did have a great touchdown pass to win the game. He did. Then I, I think this game opens up. So I, I really do. That ball, to, that ball to Pittman? Was it, was it Pittman in the corner of the end zone? It was it was beautiful, man. Across oh. his body, flinging his shoulders forward. I was when I saw him step up in the pocket and throw the ball. I was thinking that's going eight or nine rows up into the stands. That ball is gone, <laughs> and he put that one absolutely on the money. So it was good to see. Like I said, if D Hop's not back, there's no way in hell you can convince me this team's winning a playoff game. I am 110 percent worried, guys. Another team that I am very worried about. It, it was a heartbreaker on Sunday, y'all. No, I need. I, I was rooting for him probably harder than Kath was. The Minnesota Vikings were not able to find a way to win against the Los Angeles Rams. Cav, tell me what happened on the Vikings on Sunday. I, I don't know. We couldn't run the football. <laughs> um, Dalvin Cook didn't play. Uh, we let Sony Michelle run for 130 yards. You know, Matt Stafford played terrible. Terrible. Cooper Cup had an average game. I mean, I, I don't know. Kirk Cousins played well, 315. Um, he had a better game than Matt Stafford, and By usually when the court usually when the quarterback outplays the other quarterback, uh, you're okay. But we couldn't run the football, and we couldn't get off. We couldn't get off the field. They had 22 first downs. Like that's, mm, that's um, you know, yeah. And I, I think the thing for us, um, and, and also what bugged me was that they had three turnovers and we only had one, um, and, and and so that that's what that's what bugged me. I think the most. Uh, we couldn't do anything on third down. We were two of twelve on third downs. That's not gonna cut it. Um, it's just, it's just not. It, yeah, it's just not gonna cut it. So that, that I think that was really what it was was our efficiency on third down. 
um, and and then not being able to run the football and not be able to get off the field. They were seven to fourteen from third down or on third down. So that's what it is. That's what it boils down to. So, Mike, I got a couple questions for you. A, talk to me about the running game for the Rams. B, also tell me what do you what do you think about the Vikings' chances moving forward? Okay, so the running game for the Rams, um, they're definitely gonna. It was it was it was it was okay. I mean. Tr- they uh, yeah they had 131 yards but it took 27 carries to get it so that's right at five on average so that, I mean that's that's pretty good but I mean they're going to get David Akers back in these next couple of weeks so that's going to be great that's going to be a great yeah. spark for them um going into the playoffs and um you said you said tell you about a yeah great what do you think Vikings. what do you, yeah what do you think the Vikings chances of getting in the playoffs now you think the Vikings season mm-hmm. is over I don't think their season is over because I think right as of right now I mean they're still like only um, a game back. Break. Yeah, yeah they're they're only back. back. So honestly, if, if I'm being honest with y'all, I wasn't mad at what I saw from the Vikings, other than what Kat said, their third down efficiency. I mean, they couldn't convert on third down, and sometimes that's what it comes down to, you know, missed opportunities. They only lost by seven. Yep. So um I, I I wasn't mad what I saw from the Vikings. They could they came out and they competed in this football game. Um Kirk Cousins, yeah, he only had one touchdown, he turned the ball over, but he was 27 for 38 and he had 315. Yes, I mean, that was pretty good. It's just some of those, you know third down um situations they couldn't stay on the field so i i'm, I'm not i have confidence that the vikings will get that seventh seed um you know over my saints because we are getting well we'd have killed. to we oh, the eagles have to lose that's yeah, the thing I, I like, say the eagles the, have to lose both of their games so I, theoretically so because we're playing green bay oh yeah. i forgot you have green bay that'll make things tough but my, so I got a couple of things that I want to say about this game. The first one I want to go to is this one will make Kath happy. And I think this one on Twitter last week, too. Uh, Justin Jefferson is absolutely phenomenal. He was absolutely phenomenal again. And uh, at this point, it's every single damn week. He's uh, most receiving yards through two years is absolutely phenomenal. There's been some hell of the guy. Like Randy Moss, start to, to his career was insane. The fact that Justin Jefferson has now surpassed that is just breaking that. Yep. It's just breathtaking. It is. I've been telling y'all this. I've been telling y'all this. He he has, he's been telling us that all year and he he did it again over the weekend. Unfortunately, oh man, this game killed me, bro. It killed me. Uh, You win the turnover battle. You win the football game. We always tell y'all you got to check the film because the box score lies. This is one of those games where if you look at the numbers, I mean, the Vikings did so much right. So, I mean, the, yep. the, the third down number I can get behind, and you only had 66 yards on the ground. Uh, Mike says it the best. You got to run the football. And it was just disappointing, man. I really thought they had enough to win this game. And like I, like they said, Matthew Stafford was bad again. He was terrible. And I don't know. I, I don't know if Rams fans are worried about going to the playoffs, but I'm worried about Matthew Stafford going to the playoffs. If he plays like this coin flip crap does not work in the postseason. If you are bad in a postseason no. game, your season ends right there. There is no and ifs or you do not get away with being bad in the postseason. Ask my so Saints I'm, about that. Yeah, ask Mike Saints about that. You can you cannot be bad at quarterback in the playoffs. It is impossible to win that way. Uh, my Cowboys are going to have that same issue. You have got to be good at quarterback. And if Matthew Stafford, they're the three seed like right this, now. The Rams, yeah, they are. Yeah. I mean, took that division back. They are in sole control. They really have no excuse not to have a SoFi playoff game. Well, SoFi is not much of a home stadium, but we won't talk about that. So, I, I, I'm feeling, uh, Odell caught a tutty. I guess that's good to see. But I, I'm these Rams with Matthew. If Matthew Stafford doesn't find some consistency to end the season, I will not feel good about these Rams going in the postseason, guys. While we talk about consistency, I, I hate this team so freaking much, and the fact that they're in the playoff picture, it just drives me insane. 
The Philadelphia Eagles found a way to beat the brakes off one of the worst teams in the NFL. The New York Giants are an absolute crap factory. They just produce garbage week after week after week. I get it. They had no quarterback, but the two they played were absolutely horrific. Guys, tell me what we saw from these Philly Eagles. Uh, I'll get started with Mike. Mike, tell me what we saw from these Philadelphia Eagles. and What do we think the playoff chances are? Um, I mean, if again, if those um, if those Vikings drop that game to the Packers and the, and the Eagles somehow find a way to win out, I mean, they have a pretty good chance. Um, it's a log, yes, sir. I liked what I what I saw from Jalen Hurts. I mean, he has a he has a certain way of playing quarterback. Um, where it's not going to st- show up on the stat sheet, you know what I'm saying? But what he does, um, hundred percent, you know, offensively, like it's efficient in, in a way, and uh, it, it worked against these football giants. Given this is a bad team, I think they're getting closer and closer to that rebuild. Um. <laughs> Which would be very disappointing for them, but what they I saw- stay in a rebuild. Oh my god! Since since Eli Manning Super Bowl, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it's it's just it's just terrible. I mean, this team it was it was hard to watch this game, but the um, but I, yeah, I, I liked what I saw from the Eagles. It's not like they played a great game. I mean, they they couldn't really run the damn football. They just they did what they needed to do to win. I mean, Jalen Hurts came out and did his job. So I mean, if they go in the playoffs, it's not like they're going to do nothing crazy. It's probably going to be a wild card exit. Kath, a couple of questions for you. A, talk to me about the Philadelphia defense, and then B, talk to me about the future of the Giants. You just said it has been a long rebuild, so talk to me about both those things. Uh, I think the Philadelphia's defense is the reason why they went, why they have eight wins on the schedule, um, and that's not to take anything away from Jalen Hurts. I think what Jalen Hurts does is phenomenal. I, I, I think he's right there in the middle of the road, average quarterback. Yeah. Um, and and again, that that's not that's not disrespect. I don't think that. It's a talented he, league, yeah. I don't, I don't think that he has a ton of weapons around him to be able to be. I think that since they got Devontae Smith, um, Jalen Rager is a bust. Get him out of uh, there. Yeah, hundred um, percent. But, I, I, but again, I think that this is why that they are as good as they are. Uh, they, they first, they force turnovers. Their defense does, um, and they can stop the run. Uh, and that's why they have eight wins on the schedule. I think that they're going to be an interesting matchup with you guys at the very end of the year. Yes, sir. Um, you know, they have that head-to-head with the Saints. They beat the Saints head-to-head, yep. uh, which really big blows. One. Really big one. Y'all could win out. The Saints could win out. Um, and all all Philadelphia has to do is win this Washington game, and they're in the playoffs. Uh, 100%. I don't, I don't see anything happening. But, uh, but again, that's, that's why they've won the games that they've won. That's why uh, the, they are as close to winning some games as they are. Um, I don't know if they're going to be a first-round exit necessarily. Again, Do you think you win a playoff game? Yeah. If they come in right at that seven seed, they're playing Green Bay. I'm not giving them any – I mean, I'm not throwing any money their way. Um, but you, you got to get Jalen Hurts off of, off of his running around. So Yeah, got to keep him in the pocket. So that is um, my couple takes from this. I like what both these gentlemen said about this game. Uh, I am going to have to agree with the Jalen Hurts take. I think he is middle of the road. I think – um, he's a, a game manager with a little bit of pizzazz. Like every yeah. now and then he gives you a little bit of flash here and there, and it's just enough to win football games. And of course, the, this game is different because the New York Giants are absolutely horrific. They are terrible. It is painful to watch this football team. I wish we could kick them out of the division, but unfortunately I like two free wins on the schedule. So we can go ahead and let them hang around. But um, I, <laughs> it, going into the postseason, I'm going to have, I, I actually do think the Eagles are going to get in. And that pains me to say, because like I said, I'm a Cowboys fan, which makes me Philadelphia Eagle hater number one. But uh when it comes to playoffs, I'm going to need more of the special plays from Jalen Hurts just because this offense is going to be nowhere close to as talented as the offenses they are going to play. 
And they'll go as far as this defense can take them. If this defense can come out and put out an absolute shift at somebody else's home stadium and an uh, opening playoff game, they can find a way to stumble into a win. But I, I just feel like the offense isn't quite there for me yet. Devontae Smith is good. I 100% agree about Jalen Rager. Absolute bust. Get him the hell out of town. He's just wasting space on the sidelines. So. He was a first-round draft pick, too, and they took him over. Didn't they Justin take him Jefferson. over? Like CD? Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. Yes, yeah. they took him over. They passed on Justin Jefferson, let him fall right into the hands of your Vikings. And it, that, that, is, that is atrocious. It's disappointing. And talking about oh, disappointing – go ahead. Hold on. Uh, to – to continue what you were saying uh, yeah, with with uh, New York, I, I don't see any uh, positive here with New York. Um, I don't know if you just need to clean house with you know. Well, you know uh, they GM said, and, bro, they said they're bringing back Joe Judge and David Jones and that, or Daniel Jones to run it back next year. So, I, yeah, I and I don't, I don't. Okay, listen, I don't think that that <laughs> is necessarily that bad of a that bad of a play. Um, I think if you're if you play with Daniel Jones, I think you get eight or nine wins a year, depending on how your schedule treats you. Uh, but at the same time, you're uh, you're not in the league to be average, right? Like if you're in the league to be average, then you need to move on. You need to go somewhere else. That's not, you know, especially if a New York team, you're, you should not be in there to be average. And unfortunately the good thing is, is both New York teams are bad. Um yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that, that's not going to push the needle. But, <laughs> yeah, and have been for a long time. That's what's kind of been getting the heat off the Giants is the Jets are so bad. Well, and now I did say they're bringing back Daniel Jones and Joe Judge. Uh, the GM is going to get fired, so that could 110% change. When uh, Dave Gettleman gets canned, they will have a new GM, and the new GM could come in and clean house. Um, statistical likelihood tells us that's probably not going to happen, but there's hundred percent a chance that the new GM comes in and just sends everybody out the building and go ahead and clean house guys talking about cleaning house, someplace where it just, they, they changed. I, I was surprised guys. The Buffalo bills found a way to take care of the new England Patriots. Mike, tell me what we saw from these Buffalo bills and an absolute must win for them. Oh yeah. 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 I, um, I actually watched this game as well. Um, definitely these bills, man, are catching fire. It seems like, um, it seems like since they dogged us and on national TV, my Saints, <laughs> I'm referring to, um, they they've you know they've started to they started to figure it out offensively. Now defensively, um, they still have a few things they need to clean up. Um, if you ask me, I mean the the Patriots were able to come out and run the damn football. I mean they had 149 yards on the ground. Um, they were terrible on third down though. So this Bills defense was great on third down and um. But they, but they also let the Patriots be five or six on fourth down. So the Bills <laughs> just has to learn how to uh, how to get off the field, man. Whenever you get the opportunity. But Josh Allen, man, he's giving me a great amount of confidence going into these playoffs because he's playing. He's playing like his old self again. I agree, Kath. I got a couple questions for you. A, talk to me about Mag Jones. B, talk to me about New England moving forward. Oh, Mag Jones. I'm glad this came up because we're so eager and so quick <laughs> everybody in this in this industry is so eager and so quick to crown especially if he plays for the patriots next tom brady yes, yes. and even yes. we did and, he, and even we did you yes. know we're, we're, we're also at fault yeah we're 100%. also at fault for that 100 percent. but i think whenever they played buffalo the the first time and he only threw one pass and now you look at this game right here where he, he was 14 of 32. That's under 50%. You need to be at 60% completion percentage. Only throwing 145 yards and throwing two interceptions is not going to get it done. And here's the kicker. 
is the Bills are a good team. Don't get me wrong. They're, I, I think that they're good, but they're so coin flip, and their defense is eh, okay. Yeah, but the Patriots, the Patriots, I mean, they're sitting at nine and six. They, they should finish the year 11 and six. Um, now, I don't know how that – I don't know how their division is necessarily going to look. Um, well, now that they split this one because – they, uh, Because they split, then it'll – we're going to come down think... to conference record, and the Bills do have the better conference record right now, which means they're at the top of the division. Right. So then, then that I mean, that, that's pretty much New England's going to get in. They're going to be a playoff team. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. If if your quarterback throws two interceptions and, and is under 50% completion and you can't really run the football that well, um, you know that. You I don't, I don't know. If, I don't, I, yeah, you you have you have issues. If you can't throw it and you can't run it, how are you gonna score you points? You got issues. So a couple yeah. of takeaways from this game for you, gentlemen. Uh, I think we're starting to see a theme throughout this show, and it's inconsistency at the quarterback position. And the New England Patriots, when push comes to shove in the playoff time, is gonna come down to one guy in the football field. And his name is Mag Jones. And unfortunately, when they go into the postseason, uh, he is probably gonna be the worst co- worst quarterback in the AFC playoffs, and that is not a good recipe for success. So if Mac Jones uh-uh. plays like he did uh, in this game, there is absolutely no way in hell they win a playoff game. They'll be sitting at home right next to us watching the playoffs, and I really don't want that because uh, Bill Belichick is one of my favorite guys, and unfortunately, uh, Bill Belichick can't go out there and stop Josh Allen, and Josh Allen absolutely torched him during this game. So shout out to Josh. Mike said it. We needed to see Josh Allen find some consistency going into the playoffs. And if he can go 314 and three TDs with no picks, that is absolutely good enough for me. And I feel like it'll be good enough for these gentlemen too. Biggest issue with Buffalo is Mike's golden rule. They cannot run the damn football. It, it, there is absolute zero, not, not one, not 2%. There is 0% of a run game on this team. Uh, it is 3.2 yards to carry from Devin Singletary. That's the lead back. It, the, the fact that they continue to hand the ball off is only because you have to run to pass. Like they know the run game is like every time Brian Dable calls a run play, he puts his head down because he knows it's, it's going absolutely nowhere. <laughs> so that, I mean, in the playoffs, it's basically going to be, can Josh Allen outshoot whoever the hell they're playing? Um, I, yeah. But here's the thing though. I think that they can beat Tennessee. I, uh, like if, if, if they draw, if they draw Tennessee, I think they can beat Tennessee. I don't know if they can is, beat Cincinnati, but. Uh, I will. I have will feel pretty confident putting my money on Josh Allen's gunsling himself going to the playoffs, just because he he has been a little bit of coin flip esque this this year, and he was coin flip esque in the AFC title game last year. If if he can play like if he can play Josh Allen football in the playoffs, he, this team's tough to beat just because this kid is phenomenal. So it'll really just depend on how good he is in the playoffs, and if if he's his top to yourself man they're going to be a tough out just because of how good he is agreed guys tough out i want to talk about a team holy moly holy moly the cincinnati Bengals and joe burrow um shout out to the baltimore ravens dc running that potty mouth of his talking trash went ahead and got himself absolutely stung in the butt kath i'm gonna start with you talk to me about what we saw from cincinnati in this game and what we saw from baltimore and the lack of a quarterback you didn't see anything from baltimore except you saw that that dc over there why do you say that like that's it wasn't Joe Burrow said it in his in his press conference and by the way that man has so much swag yeah he's a professional if, if you guys or anybody listening has not seen that press conference of him first off he has a Santa hat on okay already that's like plus two points right there for me um and and he was so nonchalant about yeah he doesn't yeah he did say that I don't deserve a gold jacket and he was pretty humble about it he said it's my second year in the league yeah, right I've only been playing you know, for I, fifteen minutes right <laughs> you know I, I don't I don't really look at it like that 
Um, and then he just drops 525 on him. 525 <laughs> yards on him. Yeah. Higgins, Chase, both above 100 yards. Higgins almost had 200 yards. He had 194. Whoever had him for fantasy, good job. Uh, Jamar Chase, 125 yards. We had Tyler Boyd at 85 yards. Joe Mixon got in. Everybody ate. Everybody, every single person ate. Um, you know, the Baltimore. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think that they played a bad game um, yeah, at all. I, I think that I think the Bengals just played phenomenal. Josh Johnson threw for 304 yards. Bro, how many quarterbacks uh, are in Baltimore, bro? Holy hell! Know. But I, but but the biggest thing for me was they couldn't run the football. Yeah, um, ding, ding, of course. And but you, hey, look at my boy Joe Burrow over there, five twenty-five. I'm telling Good. you, comeback player of the year. A, no, I y'all know how I feel about Nick Bosa. I I knew that one was coming, but I can't I can't take away from what Nick Bosa's done. Nick Bosa has been phenomenal all year. Uh, Mike, I got a couple questions for you. A, talk to me about Baltimore moving forward, and then B, let's talk about this division. What do you see happening out in the AFC North? Um, first of all, Baltimore moving forward, man. If they if they stay in these playoffs, man, it's gonna be hard. They have to, cause not only if or when Lamar, if Lamar's back or Huntley, whoever they have at quarterback, they have to get them <laughs> ready for you know they have to get them in in rhythm. Cause I mean, it's yeah. just been in shambles. Um, it's been in shambles in the in in Baltimore. But uh, moving forward with this AFC North, man, um, I definitely see the Bengals. I I think let me look at their schedule. Let me get their schedule in front of me. But I think the Bengals can um. Yeah, they got the, the Chiefs. Ooh, never mind. Like, that's going to be a hard one. So it's going to come down to this. If these Bengals can go ahead and cash in these next two games and stay and stay um stay number one, then that'll be a that'll be a good look for them going into the playoffs. But that's going to be a big game between them and um Kansas, Kansas City. City. I agree. Um the but, so um, Cincinnati. I, I, my, go pick ahead. My, my pick for this division is going to be uh Cincinnati, you know. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Go ahead and lock up this division moving forward. For I sure. think we'll so I think it is really is going to be a consensus across the board that we're going to take uh, the Bengals. Uh, this schedule is tough going down. They do have the Chiefs and the Browns <clears> in the schedule. Now, granted, the Browns have been in shambles. Kev, tell me, what do you what do you think about these Bengals moving forward? You think you see two wins on this schedule? You think this is a lock in the division? Uh, I, I don't know about – I think it's a lock in the division. I don't know if they have two more wins. Chiefs are playing really well right now. They are. I will say that, you know, Joe Burrow is – Joe Burrow is, is really good. And here, I want to throw this out here for you. So um, he's, com- he's completing 70% of his passes. Love it. He's got 4,100 yards, Can live with 30 that. TDs, uh, 14 interceptions. Uh, you kind of want to get that down a little bit. But here's the thing, though. His QBR rating uh, or his QBR, which like is quarterback rating. I like that number. Um, is 105 on the okay. year. Okay. And the last last five games has been 110. <laughs> average I really like 110. That. Um, so I, f- for me – he had one bad game against uh, LA, and that was December fifth. But if your quarterback is playing really good, there's a really good chance that you're playing yep. really good as well. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, okay. So while we're talking about playing really good, let's talk about a team who's not playing really good. And I've got a phrase that uh, you know I love it so much. It is coin flip, and I'm ready to stamp it all over this team, guys. And this one caught me with my pants down. I came on the show Wednesday and told y'all they were going to roll this team. Uh, minus 11 going in. I really like them. The Los Angeles Chargers, and they, they dropped an absolute stinker. Mike, talk to me about these Houston Texans and then talk to me about these Chargers struggles. I mean, man, the Chargers defense let Davis Mills, whoever that is, come out <laughs> and get whatever it's 
whatever the hell he wanted to get. I mean, if you look at, I mean, it wasn't as bad as the last game y'all talked about, but if you look at these receivers, everybody ate. <laughs> Conley, three for 60. Uh, Brevin Jordan, four for 56. Philip Dorsett, three for 55. Dang, Chargers defense, are y'all going to stop anybody? Given <laughs> Justin Herbert, I mean, he played, he played okay other than turning the ball over two times with interceptions, but dang, I mean, they couldn't run the ball effectively. Um, they just there's no reason why they should be in a dog fight with the Houston Texans and, and their defense no. just gave up on, in the second half of this game and they let Houston run away with it. So Kev, talk to me. I want two things. Um, a talk to me about Justin Herbert, what you saw, and then B talk to me about what the hell is going on with the Chargers overall. I don't know, man. They let Rex Burkhead rush for 149 <laughs> yards. Y'all ever heard his name? Hey, shout no, out, bro. He was the utility guy in New, in New England, but no, he's not 149 yards good. <laughs> no, he's not. And that was on 22 carries, bro. What, what? That's like seven yards a carry. What are we doing? You know? So <laughs> I, I, I think that's the biggest thing for the Chargers uh, it was in this game was they couldn't, they couldn't stop whatever Houston wanted to get. I mean – uh, the two interceptions for Justin Herbert is not good, obviously. Um, he threw for 336. So, you know, if you if you throw for over 300 and you have a couple of interceptions, I don't really hold that to you a ton, you know, especially if you're – but granted, he only threw the ball 35 times, but that was the thing. He was 27 for 35. So, you get those two interceptions out of there, you may be looking at a completely different game. I think uh, Justin Herbert is I, – I think he's top of the league. Uh, I, I definitely agreed, put him top agreed. 10. Agreed. So, but I don't know what's going on with this Chargers team, man. I I, I don't. I, it here we go coming down. We're coming down to the wire again uh, for some of these teams, and you have games on your schedule. This is a, the Vikings, oh my god! That this you is have a must to win. win, and not even it's not even a must win. It's it should be a win. Like it, I'm telling you, we bro, should be talking about it. It should be a win. Oh man, what drove me insane? Uh, now, granted, I'm gonna give the Chargers a little bit of slack here because the the two guys that they missed on defense, Joey Bosa and Derwin James, bring so much to this football team. Joey Bosa is the heart and soul of this defense. What he does in the pass in the run game is absolutely insane, and I think we saw it, bro. I mean, you gave like. Uh, I have a hard time believing Rex Burkhead is going for a buck 50 with Joey Bosa on the field. But granted, <laughs> like it's just pitiful, man. It's just pitiful. And when this is a game that I wasn't even considering paying attention to, this is one on the back yeah. of the docket. It, it's not even something to think about. Houston is a poverty franchise. Well, because there's so many games, right? Like you have to pick. Yeah, and choose. Right. You, I can't spend my time watching the chargers and the Texans. And at the end of the day, I have to watch this game at the end of, I turn it on. Houston's running away and I'm like right oh my god and now Davis Mills was really good and shout out to him he's actually shown me a couple of signs this season that maybe maybe he's the they're the Texans plan going forward because honestly I wouldn't roll my dice in the draft coming up and but uh, it's just disappointing from the Chargers man you're playing a bottom team in the league when you need to win games you need to win games and instead you just went ahead and pissed it down your leg and you played a like you're in it last week with Kansas City, and you lose that one in the in the closing time. You come up in a what should be an easy win, and you piss it down your leg. You get outplayed, and you get bullied. I get some of your guys aren't there, but this is the NFL. You're never 100% healthy, so it is. It, it's absolutely pitiful, man. And when you could have you could have really set yourself in a good spot moving forward. Now you have to absolutely work going down the stretch, guys. I want to talk about a team that's not going to have to work going down the stretch. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers did respond in big fashion, 32-6. to six. They absolutely whopped a, ter a terrible Carolina team. 
Path, you were talking about the turmoil from this Panthers organization. Tell me what you saw from this game. Get rid of everybody. Everybody. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I'm serious. Get rid of everybody. Um, clean house. Find a way to get rid of Christian McCaffrey. I'm sorry. I, it's not working. I find a way to get find a way to get rid of Christian McCaffrey. Um, I don't think that he's. I don't think that he's the problem necessarily, uh, but I, I don't think that you can keep him, pay him the amount of money that you're paying him, um, and and not have a good quarterback, a good coach, and a good. I, they just need to get rid of everybody in that locker room, uh, and and start over again. No offense, they're in a pretty bad division. Yeah. Uh, besides, mm-hmm. you know, like, no offense, but Saints ain't that good. Bro, right, I mean, they right, banged right. the hell up. It's Tampa and who else, bro? The Falcons. Right. Come on, fam. Yeah. Right. So it, it's bottom feeder teams, and they're five and 10. Gosh, man, Sam Darnold needs to go um, 15 for 32. That's what do you not gonna think it. about Cam Newton moving forward? Bro, get I think this if you're man gonna... the hell out of the NFL, bro. Get this man, bro. If Cam Newton has a job at quarterback, I should have a job at quarterback. This is outrageous. This man is—he was terrible, bro. He was terrible. I will say that I don't think that he's a starter in the NFL, um, but I—I I don't think that he should be out of the NFL. I think he's a very competent backup. I will say that, uh, right. and only only for the fact that he's played in a Super Bowl and he has an MVP under his belt. There you go. Give Let's not. You know, and and he's and he's led a team to a Super Bowl before, uh, so having that in your locker room is always good. But Sam Darnold's not a starter either. You know what I'm saying? Bro, so and the issue once again, there's no answer in the damn draft. There's right, no answer and, in the damn draft. But here's draft. A, but here's the thing though is like, uh, Chuba Hubbard. If you don't know who he is, he came from um, Oklahoma uh, Oklahoma State. Chuba Chuba whatever. Um, he was really good in college, and I think he's halfway decent uh, in Carolina, but nine yards you know if if you're two bro if you're that but that's what i'm saying though you can't pinpoint one problem that they have because they (laughs) they can't find a quarterback their offensive line is terrible their running back can't stay healthy their defense is average below average their coach is terrible gm has to go owner (laughs) should probably sell the team and go (laughs) my question for you (laughs) i'm sorry let me pull my 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 talk to me about the bucks (laughs) <laughs> well, the Bucks moving forward is going to come down to uh, one or two options uh, based off what I saw yesterday. Uh, they ran the football pretty well, but it's going to come down to either getting healthy or, um, or you know, getting in, getting in the practice room, getting in the film room, and getting your offensive tempo down with the guys you have. 100%. Um, if they can't, if they have to move on without uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, um, Leonard Fournette, you know, through these playoffs, then they have to, um, you know, get the get the offensive tempo because they're a little off. If you ask me, um, I agree. Yesterday. They've so, been off the last couple of weeks. They've just been playing terrible teams, and they have the goat at quarterback. So yeah, they that, find ways to win. Exactly, exactly. So it's going to come down to either get healthier or, or or get better with the guys you have. Honestly, for me, hey Mike, do you think that if do you think that the Bucks are as scary of a team as what we were saying, you know, six weeks ago? Do we are are you still feeling that out? Like, are are they coming out of the NFC? You know, or are they going to have trouble with a Dallas or Green Bay. I think they're going to have trouble with either or. You know, um, I, to answer your question, no, I don't think they're as as you know dangerous as we you know we were saying. You know, they've been banged up a few um a little bit, especially on that offensive end and on that defensive end. You know, they're yeah. safe um on that line. Definitely, I think they're um they're linebackers too. So yeah, I mean, this team just has to get healthy. I mean, but they're like if they meet the Packers or the Cowboys in the playoffs, they're going to have a a really a really hard time. So I got a couple of takes from this game. First, I want to start with Carolina. Um, 
I want to talk um, not about the Carolina offense because, w- once again, another team with quarterback turmoil. So we can start right there, and that'll sum up all you need to know on the offense. And the guys, this defense. Let's. I'm going to go through a couple names right here, and you tell me when I reach reach a player that is below average. Shaq Thompson, Stephon Gilmore, C.J. Henderson, Hassan Reddick, Brian Burns. They're missing the young corner, J.C. Horn, who's absolutely phenomenal. He's out for the year, though. I get that. This should be a unit. There is no doubt in my mind that this should be a unit, and this defense is atrocious. It is. There's no way around that. You could probably say when Stefan got there, there was one week where they were good. Since then, this defense has been absolutely atrocious, and there is no excuse for that. There is absolutely zero excuse for that. There is Not only is there names on this team, there's money tied up to this defense. Like, yep. you, you went out and got Hassan Reddick. You went out and got C.J. Hinton. You went out and got Stephon Gilmore. And this defense has been absolutely atrocious since then. And there, I... I honestly don't know what to tell you. I don't know if guys aren't playing hard. I don't know if they can't fu- freaking coach. There is just it. This, there's this is unexcusable. I mean, this is it, it's ridiculous. There's so many names on this defense, and like I said, you got Molly Watt by a bad Bucks or by a banged up Bucks team. Um, my only issue with the Bucks come playoff time is Tom Brady plays on this team. I'm gonna have a really hard time betting against the Bucks just because I Tom agree plays on this team. Uh, yeah. If 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 he can just get Mike Evans back, because Chris Godwin is done for the season with the uh, ACL, we will not be seeing him again. Prayers out to Chris Godwin. Get healthy uh, contract year. Really, f- oh that sucks, man. I hate it. He was gonna get a big payday this summer. Hopefully, somebody like Jacksonville still throws it his way. But um, if Mike Evans can come back and they can get Mike Evans on the field, uh, I'll feel I'll feel just as good as I need to, just because Tom's on this team. Uh, I like what I saw from this Tampa Bay defense. It's banged up, but. Carolina's terrible. You can't hold much against this offense because, like I said, they are just awful. If they can get, like I, these both these guys said, if they can get names back on the field, I'll feel, I'll feel decent about Tampa. Not as good as I did a couple weeks ago just because you won't be able to return Chris Godwin in when you're not 100%. Antonio Brown, though, he, he – Antonio Brown clicked in a – Hell yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, the AB hate, uh, a lot of people get mad because AB didn't get cut for the fake vaccination card. And that's because well, it's only be, it's only because the injuries at play. That's that's and literally the only reason Like <laughs> you got to understand football. And at the end of the day, this is a business like your feelings can mean your feelings all you want. But nobody gives a damn. This is a business. And AB is. Yeah. Outside. What do we always say, Calvin, Calvin and Mike? What do we always say? If you're good enough. You're then gonna you're play, gonna fight. You're I'm gonna play. Telling you, like you gotta understand this. Like, why is Deshaun Watson? St- why is Deshaun Watson still in trade talk? Ding, ding, ding. You know what I'm saying? Like you. that right this... there shows you exactly, exactly what we're saying. Bro, it Kareem Hunt has a what job. You do. Exactly. Kareem Hunt has a job. Like, I'm. Jerry Rice was still in the league. Like, <laughs> hey, chill out. That's a Kobe one. You're gonna hurt a lot of feelings talking about that one. That, that's supposed <laughs> to be a secret. <laughs> But I 110% agree. Of AB is the wide receiver. What he, he was good of. I mean, he still has it. There's no doubt in my mind. I'm uh, um, I'm not worried about Tampa Bay in the playoffs just because of Tom. Guys, a team that I am pulling the alarm all across the board. The Seattle Seahawks suck. They suck. Like I'm not talking like on a scale of one to ten. It's an eleven. They suck. Kath, tell me why do the Seahawks suck so much? Man. <laughs> um, it's here, bro. Here's what I'm gonna tell you. Okay, <laughs> the same talk I just gave you for the Panthers. <laughs> get everybody. I'm serious. Get everybody. Everybody, out of there. bro. Everybody out of there. I think that I think that Seattle owes it to Russell to trade him to a team that he wants to go to. Uh, I think oh, that I Pete agree. Carroll's. I 100%. think that Pete Carroll's. Pete Carroll's tenure in the NFL uh, head coaching position is gone. 
Go back um, unless Jackson, unless Jacksonville wants to pick you up. Um, don't yeah, do it, Jacksonville. Don't do it, Jacksonville. Uh, honestly, USC missed their guy. Pete Carroll was USC's guy, but we won't talk about that. Uh, you know, yeah, but yeah, you can cheat a little bit easier now. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, Facts. Pete Carroll would flourish in college right now. Tell me he wouldn't. No, <laughs> but I, I seriously though, I mean, you, you've there's some teams in this in, in the NFL that have talent on the roster, so you it's hard to say rebuild. Like, I, I think that Seattle has talent on their roster. It's no hard doubt. to say. No Russell doubt. Wilson, Everett, Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Uh, Hell of a core. Bob, Bobby Wagner, Jordan core, Brooks. Core. Quandre you know Diggs is a pro bowler. Core. Right. That's what I'm saying. But Jamal Adams they're five. They're five and ten. Five you. and ten. And, bro, think about it. They traded They traded multiple pieces again to add to this O-line to complete this year. Like, I get yeah. Russell hey, Wilson got hurt, but. Mike. Yes, sir. Tell the boys that you want to see Russell Wilson in that gold and black yes, this year. Yes, I, I mean, I do. I've been I've been saying it's loading for for I don't know how long. Um, I don't know. I I don't know um if we're running to some money issues because you know our salary cap is always ding ding big. ding that forty. Yeah. Uh, I think Russell Wilson is guaranteed thirty eight next season. Uh, that means Jeez. both Teron Armstead and Marcus Williams will be heading towards the door. But well, that that's a, that's an off season conversation. Mike, talk Thanks. to me about uh, A, what you saw from the Seahawks, and then B, talk to me a little bit about the Bears because the Bears did win this game, which means they did something, right? I mean, uh, from the Bears, my boy Nick Foles coming back. Yes, sir. I mean, uh, they were able to run the ball okay enough to – I mean, the Seahawks team is terrible. I mean, talk about what I saw from Seattle. I mean, we've been calling this a dumpster fire on the show. <laughs> oh, God. Since about – So the, bad. The beginning of the season. I mean, it's just I mean, it's terrible. And like Kat said, I mean, it's coaching. Uh, Pete Carroll's gone. Um, it's no excuse for the talent they have. Why they shouldn't be at least, if not five hundred, and they're five and ten. This is terrible. Um, they need to get everybody out of town. And um, you know, like Kat said, to a team he wants to go to, let him have the pick of the litter. I think he's earned that from the organization. And uh, they need to rebuild. I think. Bro, so a couple of takeaways from this game. Um, a, Russell Wilson absolutely deserves to go wherever the hell he wants to because, like I said, uh, he brought to, to what two Super Bowls to Seattle. How many Seattle do you have before? Absolutely none. So, I mean, shout out to Russell Wilson right there. Granted, that was a little bit more Legion of Boom. Going on this game, uh, you had 170 rushing yards. You lost the game. You controlled the game, and you found a way to lose it. That is impressive. Like, I, I do not understand how you run for 170 rushing yards and lose the game. Like, you – it, it, it's just disappointing. It's another bump in the road. And if Pete Carroll doesn't get fired, I, I will have seen it all because like, I get it. He yeah. has complete control in that organization, but there is no way in hell you bring him back. You're getting worse and worse as the years move on. And as, and it's, it's not a, like your team is getting worse though. Like that's, that's and saying, it's not you, like the division the is any harder. You're all the way against the cap. You traded this off season to approve the O line. Like, you should have gotten better based off your moves, and instead you got incredibly worse. I get the Russell Wilson injury, not enough to burn the season, though. This is absolutely terrible from Seattle. If they don't blow it up, I will have seen it all. Guys, another team, no head coach, no problem. The Las Vegas Raiders, y'all know I love my boy Derek Carr. He found a way to beat these Broncos, keep his playoff hopes alive. I don't want to talk too much about this game. Guys, tell me uh, – I'll start with Kath. Kath, tell me, do the Raiders get into the playoffs, yes or no? No. No, no shot. Mike, same question. Yes or no? Raiders get into the playoffs. 
Uh, no, they they're going to get they're going against a good Colts team and coin flip charges, but still, no, they're not. I 110 agree with both of those gentlemen. No shot in hell the Raiders get in. It was a nice win though to see from them. The Broncos <laughs> did in their season. Uh, I don't know if you want to get into the playoffs if you're if you're you the Raiders. Either. You don't have uh, saying like. Take the losses that you had for the year and go into the offseason. Bro, and you do not understand how embarrassing it is to get molly in the playoffs. Like, there is no reason to go to the postseason to get molly. Like, that does you At least you can just say that we had some, you know, we had two guys that decided to do some stupid stuff, and we had a head coach who's racist. So, yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can chalk it up to that. Right. Right. I, I, I agree. Move, screw the Raiders. Screw Derek Card, Guys, another team that I absolutely hate, the Pittsburgh Steelers, got absolutely mollywopped. Big Ben Molly is a whopped. tree trunk in the backfield. They got oh, – they didn't get the barn doors blown off of them. They got the entire barn blown off of them because this was absolutely atrocious. Kansas City could have scored 100 points, but they decided yep. to play nice. Mike, uh, start with you. Tell me what you saw from the Chiefs, and then why are the Steelers so bad? Um, man – the Chiefs came out, and again, uh, they've been showing a lot of consistency the last couple of weeks. They came out and did, I mean, they did the job. Patrick Mahomes, 23 for 30, 258, and three touchdowns. Uh, that'll work. And then they, um, with Derek Gore and uh, Darrell Williams, they came out. They ran the ball efficiently. Now, Steelers, um, what didn't go wrong? I mean, they, they <laughs> oh, okay. I guess that's the only positive you can say. Big Ben, terrible. Um their receivers terrible. I mean, this team is terrible. Um, the only bright spot they have is they have a good coach. I mean, yeah, right. Steelers are getting closer and closer to what we just talked about with the um with the Seahawks, man. It's, they need to move on from big men. I think that's what it's gonna come around to. Um, get a quarterback that the team that the team can be confident in that they want to play for. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that they have that in big men. Kath, I got a couple questions for you. A, tell me, uh, how do you, how confident do you feel about these Chiefs going into the playoffs? B, tell me where the hell T.J. Watt was during this football game. Uh, so I'm, I'm actually fairly confident in the Chiefs. Uh, here, I just want to throw this out here. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, he dominated the game yes, against an average team, but he dominated the game with Derek Gore, Brian Pringle, McCole Hardman, and Daryl Williams. Ding, ding, ding. I, I, I want you to, I want you to say it with me, okay? Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback <laughs> in the world. No, it's not even a debate, bro. I hate when they open it up, too. Like, I, I love Aaron Rodgers and all, but it's not a debate, bro. Fact. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, period, in a discussion. Um, uh, What was your second question? Sorry, I, uh, I got real on my high train about my no, boy, no, Don't Patty. worry about it. Don't worry about it. I want you to give some love to this Kansas City O-line. Where the hell was T.J. Watt? Uh. Apparently he didn't play. Uh, did you? Did he? Did he come up in the uh, box score? Uh, he might have had a tackle. Uh, he didn't nah, do he had one tackle. No, there yep. it is. Yep, one tackle. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> I, I don't know where TJ what was. Listen, I agree with you, Mike. The, the same situation that the Steelers are in. I mean, that the Seahawks are in. The Steelers are in as well. You've got good get good guys on the team. Uh, but I, I, but I don't think that. Mike Tomlin is the reason. I don't think that you oh, fire yeah. Mike Tomlin. No, I can't do that. I don't think so either. But I don't know where they're going with quarterback, right? Like, uh, are they going to – Dang. Get rid of Are me. they going to go after Aaron Rodgers? You know, like, are they going to no. are they going to do, do, do this? Do, 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 do. Uh, I, think, I think Aaron Rodgers is a little uh, – I don't – 
I think I see can't this team being safe and just going in the draft, bro. Grabbing Kenny Pickett, going on the development role, grabbing Matt Corral, whoever they decide their guy is, putting him in the offense. The only issue is they have no Let bridge. Let Najee Harris run the ball. Yeah, they have no yes. bridge. Whoever they draft has to go straight into the fire. And that is not none of these rookies that are coming out of college are going to be ready to go into the fire. That's the I think Kenny reason. Pickett, if there is one, I think it's Kenny Pickett. I agree. Um, I think or or Matt Corral, but maybe to keep the boat afloat. The reason why I like Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral is they would add a, a new dimension to this football team because Big yeah. Ben is as mobile as a garbage truck. So like, there's no way you couldn't tell me that adding some athleticism back there wouldn't help. Uh, talking about Kansas City real quick. Uh, if you don't think Kansas City's going to the Super Bowl, you're not watching the same football as everybody else because this team is. It is going to be very damn difficult to beat this team. I told y'all at the beginning of the season, the only reason why this team was going to win football games was because of how bad the defense was. That is absolutely over. That conversation cannot be had anymore. They're playing as a unit. They play fast. They play physical. And they absolutely, they, they just punk you. I mean, they're at the point now where this defense just feels like it's a unit. And every single week they come out there and perform. Uh, they took the ball away from Big Ben, which works for me. It's not really too much of an accomplishment because he's 67 years old. But I, I'm feeling really damn good about these Chiefs. Like I said, someone's going to have to play phenomenal in the playoffs or hope for a Patty slip-up. Uh, Patty doesn't like slip-up in the playoffs. So if, if you're not taking the Chiefs to the Super Bowl right now, it means you believe real hard in one of these AFC teams. I absolutely do not. Guys, yeah, I, yep. I think if, if I'm putting my money on anybody coming out of the AFC, especially after this week, uh, I think the Bills played great. Uh, you, you could you could maybe throw um, uh, Cincinnati in there. I think Cincinnati is a little too young. Patty, Patty's been there. They have a better coach. Uh, The best, the only way uh, some of these AFC teams are going to be able to compete with the Chiefs is it's going to have to be shootout style. So the only people I really give the potential to Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and Joe Burrow, if it's not one of those three guys, uh, New England, I love Bill Belichick, the pieces. I, I can't say he can't scheme out of Patrick Mahomes because he schemed out of the greatest show on turf, but statistical likelihood is not on his side right there. And I don't trust Mac Jones, uh, the Ravens, if they get in, no, thank you. Indianapolis it's one dimensional. You're you can keep the ball away from Kansas city, but Patrick Mahomes needs 35 seconds to score a touchdown. So that won't work. Tennessee, get the hell out of my face. Hey, I really go ahead. What about Mason Rudolph? No, uh, not the answer. Not the answer. I, I saw the one season with the Miles Garrett head helmet. He, <laughs> it's not for me. It's a little too inconsistent. The accuracy is not there. Neither is the pocket presence. I think, yeah, he's a, I think yeah. he could be the bridge, though. I think either – honestly, I would rather throw him or just really in Dwayne Haskins' career next season just to give my rookie some time <laughs> to develop because I don't want to put my rookie straight Agreed. into the fire. And Dwayne Haskins' career is already over, so let him go out there and throw 16 interceptions a game. Who gives a damn? But um, moving on, guys, I got one more I want to talk about. Thank God it was in prime time so it could be my last game because, oh, man, oh, man, did I feel good. Oh, my God. Hey, if you're a Washington football fan, you are on suicide watch this morning. My Cowboys, we ain't beat. I I said the Steelers got the barn blown down. We blew the entire farm down. The entire – it's all 67 acres of farmland were absolutely ransacked and destroyed by my Dallas Cowboys. Guys, tell me what we saw from my Cowboys as we beat the hell out of a terrible Washington football team. Kath, I'll start with you. Taylor Haddock, he's terrible. He shouldn't be in the league next year. Um, <laughs> well, I'm telling you, it, whenever they whenever they started it off, the very first play of offense, <laughs> when they threw that interception to Stefan, first off, like, why is that your read? You know what I'm saying? Like, and there was a safety coming over top, too. So it's you had to throw a perfect ball. And even sometimes a perfect ball isn't good enough, especially against somebody like Trayvon Diggs. 
that was when I knew that it was about to get out of hand. I turned the game off when it was 21 to nothing. Uh, I didn't feel like watching bad football from Washington. They couldn't run the football. They couldn't throw it. Taylor yeah. Heineke was 7 of 22. Excuse Jeez. me, 7 of 22. That's um, numbers. 121 Jeez. yards, Jeez. nothing. Um, Dak Prescott threw the ball 40 times, 334, uh, four tutties, no interceptions. Uh, he, had a, he had a pretty Love good it. game. Amari Cooper, y'all got him more involved, which yes, is sir. really exactly what you needed to do um, because you haven't been, been getting him involved a ton. I am a little worried. The only thing that I am worried about with this Cowboys team, um, and and I, we haven't brought this up all year, and I'm not saying that it is a problem or it's not. You know, Amari Cooper was a little upset these last couple of weeks because he wasn't getting the looks that he was getting, and he got 11 targets. But then you look at somebody like CeeDee Lamb who got five targets, and you got somebody like Michael Gallup who got five targets as well. I'm wondering if – there is not going to be turmoil, but I'm wondering if there's going to be a little hard feelings. It's hard to spread the ball around to everybody to give them the exact same amount. Um, I, I'm also a little worried about the, the run game, uh, specifically okay. Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard's not healthy, and neither is Zeke. Ding, ding, ding. Your offensive line is good. Shout out Terrence Steele, Texas Tech grad. Yes, sir. Um, Doing put in a shift, man. Giving me three quality alignment now. No, I got two elite, but we'll say three quality just for the conversation. Yeah, I think Terrence Steele is great. He had a touchdown uh, catch too. Uh, so <laughs> Doing it all it was, right. Yeah, it was it was good for him. But uh, man, Wash man Washington fire everybody but Ron Rivera. Every, I'm yeah. talking to the players too. Go to yeah. go to the local high school in Washington D.C. and sign them. Yeah, uh, I agree, Dan. Mike, tell me real quick. A, how do you feel about my Cowboys? B, tell me how bad the Washington football team is. Um, how, as much as I hate to say it, um, I'm I'm feeling good about y'all. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it out excitement in my voice, but I, I'm sell out about y'all. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not sell out, but you know, I, I you know I pride myself on being a realist, and if I keep, uh, I, yeah. I, have, I have to keep it real. Y'all looked good last night, and I, okay, now on the flip side of things. Washington, what, what? If y'all remember that y'all had a game last night, I mean, unscheduled bye week, baby. I mean, unscheduled bye week. Washington was terrible. Both Kyle Allen and Taylor Heineke. Um, the running backs are terrible. Washington, uh, this was this was a terrible game, and and I, and I think that they're going to come out and the same thing is going to happen to them against the Eagles next week. Um, agreed. It's good. All it right, I'm a- your Cowboys look good, Calvin. I, I'll give you all that. I'm going to hit my Skip Bayless. My turn. Oh, man. Did I feel good watching this Cowboy game? I preached on this show last week. I preached. I preached. I preached. I need the offense. I need the offense. I just need to see something from the offense. When you play a bad team, hey, L.A., this take notes, Mr. Chargers. This is what happens when you play a bad football team. You should beat the brakes off a bad football team. Within the first eight minutes of this game, this game was over. It was over. Wrapped up in a tight little ball, put away, it, uh, tucked in the corner under the tree. Merry Christmas, Mama, because this game was over. We beat the brakes off of them. Dak Prescott looked absolutely phenomenal. I told you, gentlemen, I need consistency out of Dak Prescott. These next, uh, We got two games left in the season. If you play like he did last night, we are going to be an incredibly tough out in the playoffs, an incredibly tough out. The issue is I don't know how good I feel about that consistency going forward. Hopefully, I'm I'm incredibly optimistic that he can stay in this form. The offense can look like this. Uh, Kath talked a little bit about um, uh, uh, too many mouths to feed. I think Dak, uh, uh, Mike talks about this a lot. Dak Prescott is a hell of a leader. He's a, a great locker room presence. I think if somebody could keep all these uh, ducks in line, I think it will be Dak Prescott. Um, 
Flip side, I'm going to say one negative that we didn't hear from these other two gentlemen. This secondary is bad. Um, what Trayvon Diggs does on the turnovers covers up for a lot of the holes we have on the back end. Um, yep. Anthony Brown is atrocious. He is he is terrible. Like like not not bad. He's terrible. And um, Trayvon in coverage. I mean, he's the worst coverage corner in the league. Uh, there's no way around that. He takes the ball away, and I love that. He is. I, I know he got 11 interceptions. He's not going to get 14. Please stop with that on Twitter. No matter, even if he does, he's not half of what night train. If he breaks the record, I won't claim it. I'm sorry. I've got way too much respect for night train lane. Um, the, the secondary gives me woos outside of the secondary though. The front, the front seven of this defense is playing really nice guys. Demarcus Lawrence came back yesterday and uh, he put a stamp on a game for the first time in probably a year and a half. Like, I can't think of the last time I remember watching a football game where I thought, okay, Demarcus Lawrence, he took over. And there, he, he took a pick all the way back to a house in a, game, or in a play that was way too athletic for him. It was great to see. Like I said, I do have some, some, some concerns about this secondary moving forward. Um, I don't know what the hell is going on in Dallas. We are phenomenal on special teams. We are the best special teams team in the league. And it's, it's a weird accomplishment, but it's something I'm more than okay with because there is three aspects of a football game. And special yeah, that changes games, about. man. It does. And if, if in the playoffs, if you can block a punt, you can win a like that is a game winning play right there. Like a block punt is massive. And I don't know what like I don't know if we do something different than everyone else in the league, but we're just phenomenal at punt stuffing. Like that's such a weird thing to be good at, but it's it's incredible. And if we can find a way to keep turning the ball over, we're gonna be incredibly tough to beat in the postseason just because this it's just going to come down to the offense. Uh, I talked about pulling the alarm for Arizona next week. If you're Arizona, I'd be shaking in your britches right now because this Cowboys team's coming in really hot to play you. And if you bring that crappy offense, you will get blown out the building. So uh, I feel good about my Cowboys moving forward, heading into the postseason. Guys, real quick, before we get out of here, I want to talk a little bit of NBA because we did have Christmas Day action. We had uh, some, some pretty damn good games too. I'm not going to lie to you, gentlemen. I enjoyed the hell out of watching some of these games. Um, there's there's one place I got to go. I got to start with the man who I, I, I got a feeling he's in some pain, guys. Yeah. Mike, your Lakers, they went down 22 points. They scrapped like some dogs to get back into the game and found a way to lose. Tell me what the hell happened to your Lakers. Um, first and foremost, um, it's going to have to be alarm time for my Lakers. Yes, sir. Yeah. It sucks, don't it? Yeah, LeBron, Um, you know, He's turning in 40 minutes, 39 points in year 19. And um, he's the only one showing <laughs> up that wants to still play basketball at this point. Um, Apparently. It's this right? terrible gentleman. It's time to it's time to pull the alarm. Um, what is the answer? Maybe Miles Turner. I don't know, but something needs to change. Um, it's getting it's giving me very uh Cleveland vibes when LeBron was the only one performing after like right after Kyrie left. Yeah, hell, terrible. Hell yeah. Um it's giving me those kind of vibes. LeBron's, uh, it looks like his, you know, morality is going down out there. It's, 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 it's alarm time for us, gentlemen. Um, I don't even know if we make the playoffs at this point. Uh, I guess we'll just see moving forward. I am going to 110% agree with you, bro. I am pulling the alarm on the Lakers. You can't protect the rim, bro. Without AD, there's no size on this bat. LeBron's not a center. No matter how hard you want to play him, LeBron cannot play center. Uh, Russell Westbrook, uh, he was terrible, four for 20. It was awful. They, He missed a dunk in clutch time. If he makes that dunk, I think you win this basketball game, and that's tough to say because it's one play. But unfortunately, the thing with Russell Westbrook is you can't take him off the court because he's your best rebounder. Me and Mike chopped it up before the show. We were talking about this. Uh, 
who he cleans glass, you've got to keep on the court just because no one else on your team can rebound. I mean, shout out to Melo with 11 boards, and you know Braun can do it too, but with no size, you give up everything at the rim. Uh, James Harden wasn't great. Uh, Patty Mills was absolutely phenomenal. You got torched by Patty Mills. He's putting in a hell of a season. He played phenomenal A-plus basketball from Patty Mills in this game. Um, James, If James Harden could have made layups in this game, he puts up 50. I don't know what I don't know what the hell's going on with James Harden. The finishing at the rim is is shaky now. Like I, you the the free throws and layups were something you could always count on James for. He was one of the best finishers at the league in Houston or in, or at the rim in Houston, and I didn't see it in this game. Lots of times he got to the basket and couldn't finish because, like I said, there's no size for this Lakers team. Uh, when KD comes back, the Nets are the best team in basketball. I feel 100% confident about that. If James Harden can just find a little bit of consistency moving forward, there's no doubt in my mind that this Nets team is special. Calf, tell me, A, how are you pulling the alarm on the Lakers as well? And B, how good do you feel about the Nets? Uh, I am pulling the alarm on the Lakers. Y'all would have lost by 30 if KD was in there. I agree. Um, Correct, sir. Correct, sir. I agree. And 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 you you touched on that in the group chat, especially. Um I'm pulling the alarm for the Lakers only because they just I, – I don't like pulling the alarm on NBA teams, you know, 30 games into the into the year. Um, but I also feel like 30 games is enough to figure out at least some something. Well, especially when you've got the greatest player of our generation on the team. Right. And I don't know if if y'all have figured out anything. Um, so – but the Nets, I mean, Nets look good. Net, the Nets look good. They played well without KD. Uh, Good, great job by James Harden. Thirty-six points. Um, he didn't get a ton of it at, or he got a ton of it at the free throw line. But um, you know, uh, other than that, LeBron clocked in forty. He he dropped almost a forty bomb. Thirty-nine. Um, you know, thir- thirty-nine, nine, and seven. Come on, how do you not win with that? Uh, you can you, win. Incredible. You can look to you can look to uh, Dwight Howard, Westbrook, yep, that Ellington. Carmelo got you a little bit. Um, Malik Monk got you a ton off the bench, but um, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. You know, Westbrook minus 23, man. Yes, sir. Doing his thing. You know how he loves to fill up those negative numbers and that plus minus. And I think the the one thing I got to touch on this Lakers that we, I guess I said the can't protect the rim. Um, this is one of the worst defensive teams I've seen in a long time. I mean, you need Stanley. Jo- Stanley Johnson's going to get a contract with his Lakers just because me and Mike talked about this one before the show, too, just because he's one of the few guys who's going to be defend on this team. I mean, you gave up 40 points in almost two quarters. I mean, the first quarter, you gave up 38. The third quarter, you gave up 36. Like, the Nets had 100 points going into the fourth quarter. Now, granted, you played great defense in the fourth quarter. I don't know if that was hustle, if the Nets pulled off Desperation. the gas. Yeah, right. If you can <laughs> if you can replicate the fourth quarter defense, there's something there. But at the end of the day, I have to agree. We 110 percent. It is time for the alarm on the Lakers. It, we got to get some uh, all these 10 day contracts. Let's get a center in there, please. Yep. Please. We need a big man, guys. Next one I want to talk about my Mal- my Mavs. It was tough on Christmas. It was a tough loss. But I am Alex. Actually. I'm not worried at all, gentlemen. I really, I'm really not. We competed really hard in this game. KP was, I don't want to say great, but he was decent. He, he put yeah. in a shift. Um, Jalen Brunson, when Luka gets back, if Jalen Brunson can continue to play at the level he has with Luka on the court, and we can find a way to put J, JB, Luka, and KP out there together, this is a serious basketball team. We're going to be able to score a lot of points. We're going to have some struggles on the defensive end because me – JB's a decent defender. Luke is a terrible one, but I'm not. Y'all don't have any depth. 
that's my next one. We have the issue with my Mavs is a lot of our guys who were consistent in the past are having rough years. Granted, some of them are on COVID with uh basically the entire bench lineup right now but when we start seeing some guys back if maxi cleaver can't get back to what he was a couple of seasons ago we need that defense from him and dfs dfs was playing actually real nice before he went on the covid list uh, i'm really not worried about my Mavs, just as how crappy the west is at 15 and 17 now granted we're in the same spot mike's lakers are but unfortunately we are without our best player they're with their best player uh, i think when luca gets back we can definitely make a run to the four or five seed and get real comfortable in the playoff picture guys tell me a, what we saw from my Mavs, and I guess you can talk about this Utah team, but they're they're a regular season basketball team. I really don't give a damn. Yeah, um, you said you said that, but they just they they beat you. Well, like I said, they're a regular season <laughs> team. I mean, it's what they're gonna do. Donovan Mitchell, Don, Donovan Mitchell dropped thirty three on your head. Yeah, like Donovan twenty five, Conley like twenty two. They're, they're a regular season team, and they shot the lights out of the basketball going into the halftime. I actually watched this one on the plane too, and they got super. Like contested three after contested three was falling in the second quarter. So, bro, they only they only had four people out come off the bench. Y'all suck. Yeah, hey, did not see Jordan Clarkson dunk on somebody. Yeah, <laughs> he did, bro. It was a mean poster too. I can't remember telling you who. I think it was Moses Brown. He dunked on, but it was a mean poster. <laughs> bro, but you know, you know the Mavs and the Spurs have this almost the same record. <laughs> you caught one less loss. And you called the Spurs a lottery team. <laughs> hey, bro, Greg Popovich, I, what he's doing is impressing me, bro. I can't cap. Uh, like, yeah, we, I molly, can't... Me, we molly walk the Pistons. Love to see it. Y'all know how I feel about them Pistons. Yeah, Kat, you know Cat hates those poverty franchises. Fact. <laughs> I mean, it's not my fault they suck. Yeah, bro, and the the thing – but the thing I'll say with – the your Spurs are going to have the same blessing my Mavs have. The West sucks, bro. Like, it yep. – it, <laughs> Like I said, the West, the West really is just bad, man. It's up and down all the way through. And the thing is, is like the for almost my entire lifetime since I've watched the NBA, it's always been the East. But this year, there's what five teams over 500 in the West, and I think it gives teams like Cavs, Spurs, the Timberwolves, the Blazers, like these crappy teams can keep their seasons alive so late in the season because everyone's bad. Guys, real quick, one more I want to talk about on Christmas Day. Golden State, Phoenix, top of the league. They battled it out. Kath, I'm going to start with you. Tell me what we saw from this Phoenix-Golden State game. I think this was the best game on Christmas Day, um, only because Kevin Durant didn't play uh, against that Lakers in that Lakers game. Uh, But, you know, what we saw from what we saw from the Warriors is exactly what we've been seeing all year. Uh, Steph is dropping you 33. You've got Otto Otto Porter Jr. coming off. They have a couple of guys in the um, in the portal or in the portal, in the COVID list, because uh, you know that's running rampant through the NBA right now. Uh, Gary Payton dropped you some. I think the biggest thing for the Suns is, A, the depth that they have. They don't have any depth. Um, and then, and then B, uh, Devin Booker didn't play very well. Chris Paul is your leading scorer. And if Chris Paul is your leading scorer with people like Devin Booker and Miles Bridges on your team, you know, that's not what Paul does. Chris Paul scores, yeah, but Chris Paul is a facilitator. Chris Paul is a passer. He shouldn't be outscoring, you know, Devin Booker by ding, seven ding. points. Devin Booker, you got to play a little bit better than what you did, 13 points in 40 minutes. You know, you're minus eight, two rebounds – or three rebounds and three assists. Again, that's not – five for 19 is really what it was for me, <laughs> five for 19. <laughs> Mike, real quick, tell me uh, what, we, what we saw from the top of the West. What do you think from this game? I mean, uh, Curry is getting um... – He's getting he's he's putting his foot in that MVP conversation. If you ask, yes, sir. Me. What we saw, what we saw from the from the uh, what's the 
sorry if I could speak. Oh, the Suns. What we saw from the Suns, um, I had to take a few steps back because remember I was um I was arguing with y'all about if they were better than the Warriors. And um, it looks like we have an answer to that question. Uh Calvin, you were 110% right. Uh Devin Booker's got to get his consistency better. Yes, um they, they couldn't generate much offense in this game. Uh 40 minutes, 21 points. I mean, uh, 40, 40 minutes. What do you have? 13. Yes, 13. sir. Yeah, in 40 minutes, that's not going to get it done. You're supposed to be the uh, leading scorer on this team. So definitely have to get some consistency going there. Well, I'll tell you, gentlemen, what I saw from this game. And, Dan, did it make me feel like a smarty because I came on this <laughs> podcast and told y'all what to watch for this game, and we saw exactly oh. what I needed from because Devin Booker was absolutely horrific. He was terrible. And like I said, uh, the inconsistency from D-Book has got to stop because if you want to be a top player in this league, that's not true. You're not a top player because your defense is absolutely horrific. If you're going to be a top scorer in this league, it has to be consistent, big bro. You've got to be able to give. if you're going to be the best player on the team, they need it from you every night. You can't be given 13-point games because this was a big game, bro. It's Christmas Day. Everybody was watching. And uh, I got – Cameron Payne, too, by the way. He's uh, – how do you only play 18 minutes and you got five turnovers? <laughs> <laughs> he was a machine, bro. I watched him throw a chest pass straight into the sideline, bro. Like literally straight into the sideline, but let me get. Dog, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. He has almost he had almost as many turnovers as he did points. He had seven points. A little bit, of, a little bit of a bright spot, but it was because the Warriors don't really have a solid center. Uh, DeAndre Ayton was decent last night or on Christmas Day. He was but okay. I, I, yeah, like, I'm not. I'm not too thrilled, guys. My biggest thing, uh, which this is one of the lies they tell you on TV, team basketball is great in the regular season. It does not work in the postseason. If you do not have an alpha male on your basketball team, it doesn't matter who, how deep you are, how talented your roster is. You do not win championships without an alpha male. I think that was – I told you all this last week when we talked about Phoenix in the last postseason. When they ran into Giannis in the playoffs, Giannis was more alpha than literally the entire Phoenix team, and they lost the finals. That's how it goes. And if, if, if Devin Booker doesn't elevate himself into a, a consistent elite scorer – I'm, I'm not picking this Suns team to do anything in the postseason because, like I said, on, on Christmas Day, Steph was the best player on the court, and there was no doubt in my mind. Otto Porter had 12 points in the fourth quarter. It was enough to close out the Suns because when push come to shove, they couldn't get a bucket. They couldn't. And real quick, uh, Draymond Green is an absolute lock for the All-Star game. I saw some talk on the Twitter that Draymond's not an All-Star. You are out of your freaking mind. The value that Draymond Green – Draymond Green is the point guard on the Golden State Warriors. Like, I hope everyone knows that. <laughs> Draymond Green, Draymond Green is now the point guard. Like they have completely run the offense to where Draymond Green is the point guard. Steph does a whole lot of work off the ball because he's the best off the ball player we've ever seen. And this Golden State team, like I said, they've got guys in the COVID list. Clay Thompson has not even returned. Like, let me say that again. Clay Thompson has not even returned. James Wiseman is coming back. If you think a single team out West has a remote shot to compete with this Golden State team when they get to 100%, I think you're pissing down your leg. I mean, the the only, like, it's they're going to have to beat themselves. Like, I, I just, there's I have too much confidence in this team. Like, watching this Christmas game all the way out, I love the offense. I asked at the beginning of the season, I told you guys that I'm going to need Steve Kerr to coach. Damn. That's all I got to say, damn, because he has absolutely answered the call. This offense is fluid. He gets Steph quality. Everyone knows Steph is going to shoot the ball. 
and the, the, the back screen door plays they run are phenomenal. Elevator door, any type, if you can think of a screenplay, they run it for Steph, and it is beautiful to watch. It's great to watch. When you add Clay Thompson back, this is the best basketball team in the NBA outside of maybe Brooklyn just because I feel like KD is that special. And when playoff time comes, if you give me that in the finals, oh, my God, sign me up. KD going back to Golden State sounds absolutely phenomenal. And I just feel really damn good about these Warriors, guys. Uh, real quick, I'll throw it back. Do do you both think the Golden State is the best team in the league or y'all think it's the Nets? I have to say it's Golden State right oh, now. It's Golden State. They both, gonna, they, both, they both go Golden State. And like I said, when I think playoff time comes, um, the only – if if uh, I love Braun to pieces and, like, I want to see Braun, like, have, like, that another ride. But, unfortunately, the Lakers aren't there. I think Golden State and the Nets, this is, like – this is box office to the max, boys. And if we can get now, the issue is is this is Golden State versus Brooklyn is a series that there is no way in hell Kyrie could play in. But man, if we could find a way to get Kyrie in this mix too, this would be such a series. And like, I really am excited watching the NBA right now, guys, just because I think Christmas Day was. I mean, tell me y'all didn't have a blast watching those games. Facts. Even the, the Bucks. Even the, even Bucks, the Bucks game. game that's what I'm about to say. Good. The Bucks game was phenomenal. Shout out to Giannis coming the first game off of COVID. The first mm-hmm. game off of COVID, and he went for 36. He was phenomenal. And uh, even the, the Knicks-Hawks game was a blowout because the Hawks were all banged up. But it was even great seeing Kemba go for the triple-double. So the NBA absolutely delivered us a hell of a Christmas day. Um, there, there were some games yesterday. Uh, who really gives a damn? Shout-out to the Bulls. They won again. Uh, Cleveland with the 144 against the Raptors C team. Uh, I, I really <laughs> Thunder have... beat the Pelicans again. Good job. Yeah, bro, uh, SGA, bro. Uh, we gave him that shout-out when I was in Hawaii. SGA is, I mean – the fact that the Thunder win basketball games at all is just amazing to me. I don't know about you, gentlemen, but it. Yeah. It, uh, we talked about Zion's. <laughs> Clippers, hey, Clippers lose again. They're going to be without PG for some time. Yeah, yeah. four yeah, weeks, Clippers bro. Suck. They're in worry. It, without I hate PG, to break it to you. They're going to slide, bro. They are about. Uh, I could so right now they're 17 and 16. They're game over. Without playoff P, I can see them sliding all the way down to the 10th or the 11th seed. What about you, gentlemen? I agree. 100 cool. percent and one thing I'll say for a team to watch is if the Nuggets can – I remember – I'm going to take us all the way back to episode one. Like, that's, I want to go back 29 episodes here to episode one. And I bought a lot of stock in the Nuggets at the beginning of the season. If the Nuggets can get healthy, I don't know when Jamal Murray's coming back. But Nikola Jokic is phenomenal. He is phenomenal. And if Jamal Murray can just come back, please, Jamal Murray. I know the ACL is terrible. And I think we're working on almost eight months now, I want to say maybe nine months since he tore it. So, like, we're getting to that window. Please, Jamal yeah. Murray, please come back. Give my Nuggets a shot. Uh, and like I said, guys, the West is bad. It really is. Like, outside of the top three, do you guys like what you see from Memphis? I like what I see on defense. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, um, they were they were playing good in that stretch without um John Morant. And, you know, they they were disrespecting him when he first came back. But yeah, I, think, 100%. I think this was a good team win. Um. They, um, they found a way to get everybody involved, and uh, they played well. Beat the brakes off of a bad Kings team. Uh, real quick, while we talk about the Kings, uh, watch out for De'Aaron Fox on the move. That one's basically a lock at this point. I think he's getting dealt at the deadline. Um, where to? Philly? Maybe. I think Philly would be the best spot for him. De'Aaron Fox. Golden Joel State. Embiid, Golden State. You, we need another point guard in the mix. I'm throwing every every free agent is going to Golden State. <laughs> it's because I, I will agree with Cav just because Golden State has so many assets. Between and they have guys, so much cap. Yeah, Ooh. between 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 the young guys, I mean, like, 
you you can trade what that I don't think anybody can put a better package together. Well, granted, some people could trade their stars, but that's not how the NBA works. So no. Um, one more before we get off the <laughs> NBA, uh, guys. Your Chicago Bulls did beat the Pacers again, and the the thing I like most about your Bulls is everybody's not there and they're finding ways to win. Guys, how how good do y'all feel about y'all Bulls right now, rolling through this regular season? I feel great about them. Yeah. Tell me why. Because they're good, Calvin. I mean, I don't know. Elaborate why they're good, Calvin. I need something more than a word. I think I think for me the biggest thing, and I I've harped on this from the very beginning of the year. They have fun. They like they just look like they have so much fun. Uh, for a team that just got put together this year, um, chemistry is you know, hard. Hell yeah, chemistry is is very hard, and and they look like they've got that knocked down fairly well, uh, and. I think chemistry, we looked at what, you know, look at the Clippers two years ago. Uh, their chemistry wasn't there, uh, and, and they were probably better than – they probably should have went to the finals. Um, but I, I think for me, yeah, that, I'm confident in the Bulls because they have fun. They've got really good players around them. They play well together. DeMar DeRozan is phenomenal. I, you know, here we, here we are. They're, they're going to be they're gonna be a serious contender in the East, a serious one. Agreed. I am um... – I think that I think I touched on everything I wanted to in the league, guys. I'm gonna go ahead and spin this over. Let's talk uh, some college football real quick. Uh, my boy Kath told me in the pregame show that he wanted to chop it up for me real quick. Kath, what you got for me, big man? Yeah. So the biggest thing that's going on in college football right now, unfortunately, is COVID. Oh. Uh, just like every major sport, COVID is is running through the league. Uh, after our show on Wednesday, literally minutes after the show, Texas A&M had to pull out of their bowl game. Um, because of a COVID outbreak. They're not the only ones, though. They were the start of one, but they're not the only ones. Uh, Miami is out of the, sun, uh, of the Sun Bowl. Yes, sir. Against Washington State. Also due to COVID, the bowl isn't canceled yet. And here's what you're going to see is these bowls are not going to get canceled because they're so money heavy. Yeah. They're going to find teams that weren't bowl eligible, like a Texas, you know, teams that won five games except – they took Rutgers over Texas to, to fill a and spot. I just thought that was hilarious because who the was. hell is Rutgers? Um, but anyways, they're, they're out as well. Uh, the military and Fenway Bowl have also have been canceled. Uh, Boston College had over 40 players unavailable to play in the military Crazy. bowl. Um, and then Virginia also had players to test positive for COVID-19 as well. So they couldn't play against SMU uh, in the in the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Um, it th- This is not – these are not the only bowl games that are going to look like this. Um, you're going to see a ton, a ton. And it's, it's going to really be interesting to see, especially your, your final four. I was about to say, talk about the vacating title uh, rule. So Georgia, listen, Georgia is in a tough spot right now. Uh, they're really harping on these four teams to not do anything. Like, yeah, lock your players down. Stop. Like, don't go out. No, pretty much. It's pretty much getting to that point where you're not going to leave outside of the room. You're not going anywhere. Um, I'd imagine that college football would take would go, you know, a massive way to keep the four teams healthy and so that none of them have to. Well, bro, um, I can't believe like the fact that you're let's see, I think we're six days out now. And while we my last day in Hawaii, they dropped their their covid rules for the playoff. And, bro, if the fact that the NCAA is willing to vacate the national championship, which I do not believe is true, I I refuse to – like, I know they released – that's their official statement, and I get all that crap. I refuse to believe that the NCAA would vacate the national championship. 
There's way too much money in that, man. I I can't think of a single time that has happened in history. And I'm (laughs) thinking back maybe World War II. Like, that would probably be the last time. Like, I can't think of a single time when we've had vacated titles. So, if the NCAA does that, I – it's just shocking. I see people freaking out about that on Twitter. I have playoff tickets that Alabama gave. Please, NCAA, don't do it to me, man. Don't do yeah, it. I, I don't. I don't know if they will. I don't know if they're going to take the approach that the NFL and NBA are probably going to be taking and not test them. Um, Can't lose your national I, championship. The only thing that I'll say in defense of that is we are in a time that we've never been in a situation yeah, right? like this, um, and so. But besides that. Uh, Expect if you are a five loss or five win team, I'm not saying that you're going to get in to a bowl game necessarily. Um, Oh, also another one, the Hawaii bowl game uh, that was canceled. Whoever was the sponsor of that game, it's it's not coming to my head. Yeah. Whoever was the sponsor of that game went viral on Twitter. They were doing a whole bunch of funny stuff. It was phenomenal. Um, But besides that, uh, Mike's UNT Eagles, uh, they did actually did not win the game. Um, it's funny because it's funny because I called both of y'all idiots for picking them. Not you, Mike, because I would hope that you pick UNT, but Calvin, right, you're, right. you're an idiot. Uh, Miami, Ohio beat them 27 to 14. Uh, the one big game that I was really keen to watch was, was the UCF Florida game. UCF just ran over Florida. Um, at the very beginning of the year, Florida, after their player threw that shoe, uh, cost them a whole bunch of stuff. Their, their, their season hasn't been the same since. Uh, so they they ended up, they got blown out by UCF. Uh, there is There was a game, Georgia State versus Ball State. That was on Christmas Day. Um, who cares? Georgia State ended up winning. But tomorrow is where you're going to start seeing some ranked teams in games. Um, Mississippi State is playing Tech in Memphis. Uh, there We were talking about me going down there and us going down there. It didn't really work out. Had some family stuff here. Uh, so I'm not going to that game, unfortunately. I will be watching it, though. Uh, Houston and Auburn. Yeah. Houston and Auburn is playing uh, Air Force in Louisville. They're playing in the First Responders Bowl. Uh, UCLA and NC State, they're playing in the Credit Union Holiday Bowl. And then West Virginia and Minnesota, they're playing the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Uh, that, that's also a big game there. But like I said, you're starting, you're going to start to see more ranked teams play. You're not going to see, you know, Kent State playing Wyoming necessarily, you know, like stuff like that. Um, real football games. So, unfortunately, unfortunately, like I said, uh, I, I think they did come out, and I want to say that the Pinstripe Bowl, I want to say that the Pinstripe Bowl, yeah, Maryland and Virginia Tech. Um, but, again, Wednesday on Wednesday, the biggest game for that one is Oregon and Oklahoma. That's going to be a phenomenal game. Um, so, again, you're going to start seeing more teams, five. more games. Yeah, you're going to start seeing more teams and more bigger games. I mean, then obviously Friday, December 31st is going to be where everybody is watching. That's the college football semifinals. Um, I don't know if I've already done this. Alabama's going to beat Cincinnati. I, I think that Georgia – or I think that uh, Michigan is going to beat Georgia. Um, and, and then I have Alabama beating Michigan uh, in, the, in, in the college football playoffs. So – um, but that's beside – other than that, there's nothing really else going on. Keep a watch for COVID, though. COVID is running rampant through college football right now, and it's going to be interesting to see what the NCAA, uh, what the committee does, what all these people do uh, to, to c- try and combat it. 
I, I 100% agree with basically, I mean, well, granted, he did just talk about mostly cancellations, but uh, we will, when uh, playoff time gets a little bit closer, y'all know I hype on this, playoff time is where we make our big bucks, and we will highlight, we will break, we will take you step-by-step step through playoff games. We will get game picks, reasons why we think who's winning, who's losing, and that will go not only for college football, but Yeah, Calvin's going to be at that Bama game. And I'm telling you, I will be in attendance wearing my red, acting like I go to the school of Alabama, dogging the mess out <laughs> hey, of Hey, if you didn't. If you didn't know, it's in Arlington, Texas. Um, so I'll, you, you know what? I may come back, or I may just go and tailgate. Um, Hell yeah, game. bro! I'm telling you, atmospheres at college football playoff games are in. You can go back to the BCS championship game too. It's yeah, you can't. Insane. You can't match it. It is just insane. Optimism is through the roof, guys. Real quick, we're gonna move into some winners and losers over the extended weekend. Uh, I'm going to ask for two. Are we okay doing two? I know we had a long week, so I'm going to ask for two winners, two losers. Kath, I'm going to start with you. Walk me through some winners and losers. Uh, so my first loser, uh, I'm going to do Baker Mayfield. Uh, yes, he sucks. There's <laughs> nothing that really comes across that. And then my Vikings as a loser as well. Uh, if we would have won the last three games on our schedule, even if we would have lost to Green Bay, you know, went two and one, um, then we, we would have been sitting fairly pretty. Uh, so those are the two losers. I think the biggest winner um, of the weekend is Joe Burrow. Sorry, I'm doing football, but that's kind of all. That's kind of all that there really was. Um, I think Joe Burrow is the biggest winner. Five twenty-five. He shut up the Ravens' defensive coordinator. Good job for him. Um, and then I, I also think that the biggest winner as well uh, over the weekend. I'm gonna say, I want to say like the Eagles. Yeah, uh, I think that beating one. them and trying and getting into the, the playoffs, I mean, making their playoffs hopes uh, even even richer, even better. So I think, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Eagles with the with the win. Mike, throw it over to you, big man. Give me two winners, two losers. What you see from the weekend? Hey, Cat's gonna like this one. Well, he might not. I don't know. Um, <laughs> even though the Vikings didn't win, my winner for the weekend is Justin Jefferson. I mean, yes, uh, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> he had Jalen Ramsey covering him. He had eight catches for 116 yards. That's 14.5 uh, a catch. That's great. He didn't have a touchdown, but still, that's still magnificent given the talent that Jalen Ramsey has. So I'm go. I'm gonna go ahead and go a winner for him. And loser is very simple. My Lakers, you made me come on this show and pull the alarm on you. Yes, um, I hated to do it. I was devastated to do that, but y'all made me do it. So be better. I <laughs> 100% agree with uh, shoot we had a good list from both of these gentlemen guys I'm going to start with winners winner I'm going to go Kansas City Chiefs consistency man consistency 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 they rolled uh, the Steelers again how I think what is it like eight wins in a row or some crap like that I don't know yeah. what the number is but they just keep finding ways to win games and they look absolutely phenomenal going to the playoffs my other winner I mean, it ain't even a surprise, bro. I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. Like I said, oh, we I knew he was going to say it. Farm yard off the Washington football team. 56 points is not easy to do in the NFL. We put a good scored a lot, freaking more. So shout out to my Cowboys. Big win. Guys, loser, I'm going to hop. Who do I want my loser to be? Uh, actually, I, I, I know who my loser is going to be. The Dallas Mavericks. The Arizona Cardinals are going to be my loser because this offense is absolutely stagnant <laughs> and they, they're really having some issues coming in to play my Dallas Cowboys. Can I You're win? such a hater. Wait. And I'll wait to molly wop them. It is going to feel really good, guys. My other loser, I'm going back across the pond. I'm going to go Brendan Rodgers, Leicester City. He is going to get sacked after losing to City in another atrocious performance. It was just absolutely disappointing from a team that values about $567 million. You should be able to compete in the premiership. And unfortunately, 
they found a way to lose another shocker over the weekend on Boxing Day. So it's just straight out disappointing from Brendan Rodgers. His name was in the mix for a while for the United job. So glad he didn't get it. The man is a serial loser. Real quick, guys, let's move over to some final takes. Let's get out of here. Mike, I'm going to start with you because I need your final take to be about Monday Night Football. What are we going to see on Monday Night Football, Mike? Um, It's going to be some of the same y'all have been seeing from the Saints um, the last couple of weeks. Our offense is going to be terrible. Um, I've already accounted for that, and our, it's going to come down to if our defense can – we're really going to have to keep them from scoring. Um, so Compete, I'm to, compete, compete. Yes, yeah, sir. exactly. Um, but, you know, me being a diehard Saints fan, I'm going to take us by, by very little, maybe three points. <laughs> Mike, uh, is Sean Payton back? Uh, yeah, he should be back. That's good. That's good. That's, that's yeah, he should, he should be booster. back. But we're, we're missing a, a couple of defense, uh, def- oh, well, defenders I mean, and, and you know, quarterbacks. So it's just it's terrible. it's terrible, man. Um, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> Kath, real quick, throw me a final take before we get out of here, big man. Yeah, I've I've got Saints by one um, for that for that game. No, I'm serious. I think that I, I think that it's going to be like a 13 to 14 game, like you know something like that. Um, and then final take, it's not really going to be anything sports related. Uh, hope everybody had a great Christmas. I mean, we uh, I know I know the three of us did. Um, it was kind of nice taking a break, but I'm glad that we're back. I'm glad that we did this extra long episode too. So hopefully you guys will uh, are, are still sticking around to hear this. Um, <laughs> Hope you didn't. Hopefully you didn't turn it off at like the forty-five minute mark. Um, <laughs> but no, man, it was it was it was a great time. It was a great holiday. Uh, hopefully everybody was safe. Hopefully everybody had a good time. Uh, real quick, let me get a final take on the record before we get out of here. Uh, I am actually going to break Mike's heart real quick. I'm going to go with the seven in a row win Dolphins. Uh, the Miami, or I really think two is going to find a way to get a, to get another win and keep their playoff hopes alive. I I am not confident in Ian Book. Now, granted, you didn't need a quarterback to win last week. Uh, if you can repeat that formula, Mike Saints will win. But unfortunately, I think I think Tua and Brian Flores are going to find a way to squeeze out a victory and keep their playoff hopes alive. It's going to crush my boy Mike, but I've been rooting for the Saints all year. I'm going to have to flip to the other side of the fence for this one, guys. Final take before we get out of here. I, I really just wanted to harp on what Cav said. Uh, it's been a hell of a run at the start of this process, and y'all know it's a journey for us, and we're taking this. We're just as new to this as y'all are new to listening to us, so we appreciate you guys dealing with our bumps and bruises as we find some consistency here. I hope y'all enjoy the extra long holiday episode. We're back to Monday, Wednesday, Friday all week. Uh, we, we've got a lot of stuff going on right now. I mean, every league is busy all the way across. News flies like crazy. And like I said, we went extra long today to try to recap on that missed time. Uh, like I said, I don't really have much else for us, gentlemen. Anybody got to slide anything in we missed? Uh, no, y'all, y'all hit everything on the nail. <laughs> I think yeah, I'm so. good. I think so. So like I said, y'all enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, Come back and see us on Wednesday. Y'all know we'll be here Uh, real quick. I want to give us a little bit of shout out to our show description. If you're, since this is going to be an extra long episode, anytime we lease the episode, I always put the order of what we talk in, in the show description. So if NFL is on there first, we're going to start there and then move into whatever's next on that. So always check your description. If you're loaded, just skip to that segment. You need catch it real quick and move on with your day. We appreciate you guys listening. Go out, check us out on Twitter. Give us some love. You always know we appreciate that. Keep reaching out and telling us about these takes because y'all know nothing brings me more love than arguing with you people. So if you hear it on the show, slide (laughs) up and tell it to me. Let's hear it. Let's chop it up. I'm always down. The DMs are open. Y'all hit us. Enjoy the rest of y'all week. Come back and see us on Wednesday on Inside the Lunch Table.